Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Global Confident Men's Conference. We are truly grateful for our speakers and our sponsors. And I'm also grateful for our co-host, Beata Sorin Reed. She's an amazing author and speaker. And also, we welcome at this time our Master of Ceremonies, Dr. Lakeisha James. She's the CEO and founder of Designer Events by Lakeisha. Welcome, Dr. James. Thank you, Regeline Sabat. Do you guys see this? Look at this, surrounded by all these confident men. I want to, <laughs> I would not want to be any other place than this. I would like to welcome you to the Global Virtual Confidence Men's Conference. I am Dr. Lakeisha James, your Master's of Ceremonies for the evening. You are all in for a treat. This is the first ever event we had of this kind. 100% men on this platform, except for the three ladies that you see here. What is your definition of confident? Many of us have different meanings when we use that term. Tonight, these men will share how being confident got them to where they are. So let's get started. I'd like to introduce to you our, co our host, Regeline Sabat. She's a motivational keynote speaker, five-time best-selling author, life coach, first-generation Haitian American, the host of Walk With Me podcast on JRQ TV, financial expert and CEO and founder of Life Service Center of America, LLC, endorsed by Les Brown. Welcome, welcome, Gigi. Thank you, Dr. James. And our co-host, Beata, Beata Serwin Reed. She is a change and transition coach. Welcome, co-host welcome, host and co-host. How are you guys doing today? We are good. Are you guys excited? Because I'm very excited. Yes. To get started. <laughs> All right. So let's get started. So our first speaker is Chad Brewmister. He is the founder and CEO of Humani and BDR. He's an author and podcast host. Well, ladies and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our first speaker, Chad Burmister. And he's not able to be with us tonight, so we have a short clip that he shared with us. Ring, ring. Hello? What? Wait, what? Imagine you get a phone call and it's from your teenage son or daughter, and they say to you, Mom, Dad, send an ambulance. I've been in a terrible accident. And you say, what? What do you mean you've been in an accident? Yeah, I've been in a cooking accident. I have to go. I'm going across the street to the ambulance. Please send an ambulance. I need help immediately. Click. Well, that's the phone call that we got in mid-February of 2021, just a year ago, about a year and a half ago, we got the phone call from our son, at Colorado School of Mines in Golden, Colorado. And he said those words. He said, I've been involved in an accident. And then he clarified that it was a burn accident. And later we found out that he would have second and third degree burns all over his face, all over his shoulders, and both of his hands on both sides of his hands. So for several hours, we didn't know what to think of that. My wife went to meet him at the ambulance, which is about a 45 to 60 minute drive away. So she gets there. I drove immediately to the emergency room and waited for another two to three hours. And so it took them that long to finally get my son to the, to the unit. So I finally saw him three to four hours into the night. And as expected, his face was completely burned all the way throughout his face. Some of his hair was burned off, his eyebrows, Etc. I'm going to park that story for just a minute because it plays into what I'm about to share with you in my conversation today. 
My name's Chad Burmeister. I'm from Denver, Colorado, or actually Castle Rock, Colorado, and I live in the neighborhood that I grew up in, and I'm so happy to be back here. Um, I will tell you there's a positive outcome to the story that I just shared, so I don't want to leave you hanging that much, but it's an important, very, very important aspect to what I'm about to share with you. So the Global Confident Men's Conference, what's that about? How do you get to be a confident man in this world? Um, I want to take you through something that took me 45 or so years to get to. And I went to this conference in San Diego in the Gaslight District. I think that's what it, Gas Lamp District, I think that's what they call it. And it was this amazing, incredible mindset conference. There was 150 coaches from around the world. And in fact, there was there were some very important people there. Um, one person was in politics and she actually helped Barack Obama get elected. So that was kind of interesting to see like a right-hand person in a political event. And then another person was part of the uh, worldwide uh, economic forum and just people that were amazing. And then there's some people you would never have heard of. And the event coordinator or the speaker, his name was Rich Litvin, and it was called the Litvin Intensive. And he would ask the same questions every time. He'd say, go ahead and stand up. And he had an English accent. So he'd go, how do you want to be coached by me? And he would, and he would ask the same questions. And he would say, tell me about when you were like, you know, in college, what was your passion? What were you excited about? Okay. And he'd find out some things about the person. Now let's go back to when you were six. What was your jam then? And he'd connect the dots between then and now. And it was amazing to see how many people didn't realize that the person they were when they were six carries through the person they are today. They, they, you change through life, but you're still at the core, your soul. It's the same soul as when you're a kid. And so he would uncover this. And what I learned later over the course of the next couple of years is that it basically follows this theme. Complete your past. Tell the truth about your current reality and choose your future. So later, about two years ago, I ran into a friend of our family. His name's Robert White. You can find him at therobertwhite.com. And he was personal friends with John Denver in Aspen, Colorado. He coached over 1.3 million people in large mindset transformational events at four different companies where he was the leader, CEO, in many cases, founder and a couple of others. And he would take people through that similar pattern. So 12 hour days for four days in a row, complete your past, tell the truth about your current reality and choose your future. And I've now, since the burn accident that I told you about a little bit ago, we've held five of these events. And it's extremely informational about who you are as a person by spending 12 hours completing your past. There's a lot of experiential exercises that you go through and it brings to the surface some things that maybe you've suppressed about yourself over the last several decades, if not years, months, decades. And, and then day two, you start to transition into tell the truth about your current reality. So it causes you to slow things down a little bit and imagine things in slow motion, right? Go slow to go fast kind of, kind of a situation. And then after day two and day three, then you get into day four, which is choose your future. Now that you've completed the past, you've closed the chapter on that past books, you're not forgetting it, you're completing it. You're moving the page. 
You've told the truth about your current reality, and now it's time to live a better story or choose your future. And then we go through some more exercises about building a vision board and things like that. The piece that I noticed was missing, at least for me personally, through the accident that I talked to you about at the beginning of this conversation. When my son faced the burn accident, the only thing that you can do is turn to faith. That, you, you, you know, you, you can you can try to figure out what do I do next? And sure, you need to do that. You need to get expert opinions from a doctor, um, go to the hospital. There's a lot of things you can do, but there's a point where when you find out that the face gets so puffed out and that there's a very high percent chance that it won't be the same as it was before the accident, that you have to turn to faith. And in those moments, my mom prayed for 12 hours one night is my understanding. I prayed for hours and hours. And, and I basically, my prayer said, God, I've never asked you for a miracle. And I'm asking you for one now. And I said, if I never have to ask you for another miracle again, let, let this be the one. And, and I felt it. I felt this peace, as they say, that passes all understanding. And as, as it turned out, that accident over three weeks, we spent time at the hospital. We'd go in every day, bring food, stay overnight, a handful of times. And when they unwrapped the gauze, he had gone through a new treatment, a very new treatment that's only available in a few hospitals in the country called Resell. And they take some cells from your thigh, they put it, they mix it up with some other cells and they put it on your cheeks and on your face. And it, and it took, and, and the, it was nothing short of a miracle of what we witnessed with my son. So here's the thing, whether you go to the Rich Litvin Intensive or the robertwhite.com and his company's called Extraordinary People, you go to these events, a lot of them have you look inwardly at yourself. And I don't disagree with that. It's extremely important. Complete your past. Tell the truth about your current reality. By the way, my past involves skateboarding, some electric guitars, and a little bit of U2 and a band called Need to Breathe. So that's my past sitting there in the rearview mirror from this conversation. So I'm not forgetting about it. I'm completing it and moving on to the next chapter of my life. Then you can choose your future, choose your reality. The one piece that I've found that is left out from a lot of these courses is faith because it's, built into the DNA of the course, but it's not outwardly called out. And so as a result of the accident that I shared with you, I created an application called 77 Pray. And so Matthew 7, 7, knock and it shall be opened, ask and it shall be given. There's another verse in the Bible. I think it's Malachi 3.10. And it says, test me on this or prove me on this. Um, if, if you will, and I, I, I don't, I don't want to speak out of turn, but it says, if you give me your faith, I will throw open the floodgates of heaven. It basically says, you know, your tithes, your time, talent, your possessions. A tithe is not just 10% of your money. A tithe could be 0% of your money or 1% of your money and 10% of your time. But by, by giving to other people, that's the, that's the thing that God says, prove me on this test me on this. I will prove to you that I will throw open the floodgates of heaven. 
So as a result of that accident that my son faced, I put out this app called 77 Pray. It reminds me, and anyone who's a subscriber for a dollar a month, to pray in the morning, first thing when you wake up. It reminds you to read some Bible verses, about 13, 14 a day. It's all, and it's all triggered through a mobile app. And then pray at the end of the day. Pray, read the Bible, pray again before you go to bed. Pretty simple set of events. And by stringing together days upon days upon days and talking to God and listening, I've found that those intensives, that 40 intensive by adding faith on top and saying, okay, God, now that I've completed my past, I told the truth about my current reality and I'm choosing a better future. The way to choose the better future is quite simply this choose God, choose faith because he will provide. And so I, I have to share with you, I created a podcast called Living a Better Story. I had over 100 guests on it in about a year and a half. Three of those guests included a person named Jarvis Guthrie. He went to prison from 2012 to 2014. He made one bad decision. He broke into a house that he thought was the party that he was at, and it turns out it was a neighbor's house, and it was a police officer. He chose prison over fighting it, and he got a year and a half uh, of hard time in prison. And it was the best thing that could have ever happened to him. And now he's opening a 60 acre farm in Florida, and he will impact the lives of hundreds, if not thousands of people. And, and, and it was amazing. If I wouldn't have done the podcast, if I wouldn't have gone and followed God's guidance to take me to the farm in Florida, I donated my Rolex watch. I've helped him. I hired him at a company. And I've added as much value as I can. There's another person named Billy Dyson, similar thing, Billy Dyson III. He went in and out 33 times, found God on number 33. He reads the Bible every day. Its, it's edges of the Bible are, are you know, more faded than any Bible you've ever probably picked up. So he's a completely faith-powered individual. Another person, Sandra Shin, wrote this book that was waiting to be published for five or seven years, never went out. I met her, she came to one of our events, and I helped her put this up on Amazon. Who am I after human trafficking? And she tells her story of that. And now she's getting speaking engagements and changing the world for the good. So here's my challenge to you. If you're going through something tough right now, like a burn accident, or I faced COVID, I faced cancel culture media, all in 2021, three very traumatic and painful events. It would have been very easy to turn your tail and go the other direction and bury your head in the sand and just say, poor, miserable me. But I didn't do that. I leaned into God more than ever before, created the app 77pray.com, and I've created 100 new friends on the Living a Better Story podcast, and now I was invited here to talk to you today. So my guidance to you, go to one of those events. Rich Litman's are great. Robert White's event, it's called Be Extraordinary therobertwhite.com. Highly, highly, highly encourage you to do that. Couple it with an app like 77 Pray, where it gives you a reminder every day to just pray and say, God, what do you want for my life? Where did you intend me to be on planet Earth? And in what game do you need me to play? And it can be as simple as that. And I promise you that when you lean into God's plan for your life, the amount of blessings that you will get far outweigh anything that you can ever imagine. 
I'm Chad Burmeister. You can reach me at chadburmeister.com. You can find my business at bdr.ai. I'm so happy to be here and share this message with you today because my son almost didn't make it. And it was because of the faith that we had, the prayers from all the people around the globe. So if you're trying to do it all on your own and you're carrying the weight of the world, you gotta just pray about it. And it you don't have to be an expert at it. It's God, even if you don't know. God, if you exist, show me something that you exist. And I promise you, do that for 77 days in a row. And the amount of miracles that you will witness and the change in your life will be like you can never imagine. God's peace. Thank you for having me today. It's been an honor to be here to share my story and my son's story and my family's story. Amen. Go in peace. Serve the Lord at the, as we used to say at my church. God's peace. Thank you, Chad. Thank you, Chad, so much for sharing your story. Again, he could not be here with us, but I took away two things. I took away a lot from his, um, his video, but the two things that really stood out is turn to faith and choose God. I love that. Thank you again, Chad, for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Mike Sirocco, is the CEO of People Building Incorporated and the powerhouse behind What Are You Made Of? Movement Mike Sirock Sirocco is the author of The Rocket Fuel. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Mike Sirock Sirocco. Thank you, Dr. James. I appreciate the intro. Gigi, thank you so much for having me. Fellas, thanks for joining and everybody that's in here that showed up to watch. Thank you so much. Veda, thank you for co-hosting as well. So I always like to start every talk with gratitude. Uh, gratitude and, and every podcast interview. I've done over 400 podcast interviews over the last three years on other people's shows, as well as over 300 of my own shows, always starting with gratitude because it gets rid of everything to complain about. You know, so you got to start your day that way as well. And I, I just want to thank everybody for being here. Uh, my name is Mike Scirocco. My friends call me C-Rock because they don't know how to pronounce my last name. I think Dr. James did a great job. Thank you very much. Uh, it's it's Scirocco. But listen, we're at the uh, Global Confident Men's Conference. And, you know, confidence to me reminds me of a word, certainty. Certainty. Now, I love people to take notes. I take a lot of notes. I got notebooks all around me. But if you're taking notes today, I want you to write down a couple of things as we go through this. Certainty is one of them. Certainty. The only times I've gotten trouble in my life, besides having the wrong people in my environment, was when I lacked certainty. The wrong thing to do is get stuck in a maybe. And maybes happen when you're not certain. When you're certain, you either go towards or you go away, right? You go up or you go down. It's a binary decision. So my life has changed and been very, very uh, different over the last four years only when I started creating binary decisions for myself. And certainty leads into binary decisions. So let me, let me share with you real quick. I know uh, Gigi said I have about three hours to spend with you today. The other folks will have to wait um, five minutes, right? Okay. So listen, I grew up in a lot of brokenness around me, alcohol, drugs, uh, mental issues, people overdosing on drugs, suicide. And as a kid, I was observing all this, taking all this data in. And as I did it, I noticed something. 
I noticed every single person that was having these issues would tell a story of why they were doing it. And what I've come to find now, and I call it justification. If you're, if you're, if you're taking notes, you want to write that word justification down. By the way, when I share this with you and you become aware of this, if you haven't already in the past, or now you're going to be hyper aware of it, you're going to notice this in other people before you notice it in yourself. I want you to pay attention to that. It's very important because you're going to start noticing in other people. And all that is, is a reflection of you. So I noticed these folks would justify why they needed this medication, why they drank so much, right? Why they acted the way they did. And all it was doing was reaffirming that so that they would continue on that path. And that path always goes down. It never goes up. But I was the kind of guy, I'm, I'm a little different. I was the kind of guy that would call them out on it. <laughs> and, and, you know, a lot of people aren't, are afraid to confront things in their life. They're afraid to confront things because they're not certain. They're not confident in what's going to be the outcome of that. And, and I didn't really care because at the end of the day, I thought that if I confronted them, that they would either resent me and self-select out of my life or they would fix it and it would be better. And then I would want to be around them. And I figured this out as a young kid. I don't know why I did that, but I would get some pushback from it. Trust me. But when I do this, I need to make sure I realize this too, at a young age, I need to make sure that I'm going to tell the story to myself of why I'm going to be successful because I can't call other people out that are justifying their behavior and not switch it around myself and share the story to me, why I'm going to be successful. So at a young age, I figured this out. And I started telling myself a story of why I was going to be successful. And I started causing and creating a future for myself. Now, at a young age, I didn't realize how big things could get for me and the people around me and the people that I could help. But I think step one is figuring it out. Everything starts with a decision of what you want. And when you make the decision of what you want, you go get it. Decision, if you're taking notes, decision is where it starts. The problem with us, most of us, is that our whole lives have been shaped by decisions, but they're the decisions that happened after a failure, setback, or letdown. We, let, we, we run into something, we try, and it doesn't work out, and we say, ah, I'm no good at that. As soon as you say that or think that, that's it. You're no good at it. You will do everything in your power to reinforce that decision you made. So at a young age, I'm making decisions of the way I want my life, and I realized I had this power, but I didn't realize that I had the power to make big decisions and have big targets and goals. So my life, I did really well at a young age. I started, I went to college to play football and, and then got into business and did pretty well. And I was living a good life. And I was realizing that I was in control of this. My future's in my hands. However, I thought because I was programmed by my environment and by my decisions that I made when I had letdowns and when I'd be around the wrong crowd, I let the wrong people in my environment and you hear things from them and the energy that they put in the level of my future that I was focused on wasn't as high as it should be. You see, I'm just like the gentleman before me. I think it was Chad, right? I, I'm, I'm a believer in God. I'm an unapologetic believer in God. And I think that we'd be naive to think that we were put on this planet by an all-powerful God, all omnipotent, right? And, and not have the ability to, to achieve whatever we wanted to. Now, it's dangerous because if you're not straight first, what I mean by that is like focus on the right things, having an outcome of the best for all dynamics. You could use that power the wrong way. And that's where evil comes in. But being a believer in God, I understand that I have the power to cause and create my future. Now, 
Over the last few years, I started realizing that I have the ability to do big things. I have the ability to cause others to do big things and lead them in the right direction to do things that would blow their minds and blow everybody in their environment's minds. And so what I've done, folks, is I've realized this. So I start having targets and goals in my future. I start putting things out in the future that are big, that, that would just blow your mind. And I don't think that whether I can achieve it or not, I know I can achieve it. I just think, I decide, I know I can achieve it. I don't know how to get there. I don't know how long it's going to take. I don't know if I'm going to have several up downs, you know, uh, letdowns and discouragements. I don't, I don't know all that. All I know is I'm getting there. And I started talking about this word because I ran into it reading one day, inexorable. If you're taking notes, write this word down. I-N-E-X-O-R-A-B-L-E, inexorable. It kind of means stubborn, but the definition is unyielding and unable to be stopped. So every morning I wake up, the first thing I say is, thank you. I'm, I'm thankful to be alive, to be a leader, and to be able to make an impact on this planet. But the second thing I think immediately after that is I'm inexorable. I cannot be stopped. And so as I start having these little wins that I had in my life, I started thinking bigger, bigger, bigger. Well, let me see how far I can take this thing. So as I'm sharing this with you, I'm sharing my story because I want you to start thinking about what can I do in my life to put stuff out in my future that I can be inexorable, confident, inexorable. I'm going to get that. Nobody's talking me out of it because I already made a decision. They can talk all they want. What I'm going to do is I'm going to take all that stuff. All my letdowns, all the toxicity, all the negativity, I'm going to take all that stuff. I'm going to store it in my tank instead of my trunk where most people keep it. 99% of you fellas out there are keeping things in your trunk. And if you've ever seen a car weighed down, you know, I grew up in the hood, right? And we had these hoopties. And inside the back of the hoopties, sometimes they would store some heavy stuff. I don't know what they had in there. I didn't ask questions. But the car would ride on the, on the tires, the, the, the rim of the car the frame of the car would ride on the tires and it would wear the tires down or so it would slow the car down or it would stop the car. Most of you are storing stuff in your trunk, what's slowing you down and keeping you stopped. If you just decide just to switch this, it's very simple. It's a decision. I promise you it's this easy. By the way, human beings want things to be complicated for them to, to implement them for some reason. But if you just keep this simple, store it in your tank instead of your trunk and convert it into rocket fuel to become unstoppable. So when you decide something, Make it big, go towards it. All decisions either go towards or away. All the people in your life either go towards or away. Your words, thoughts, actions either go towards or away. Make sure they all go towards it and take everything that's designed to stop or slow you down and store it in your tank instead of your trunk, convert it into rocket fuel and become unstoppable. I'm your boy, C-Rock. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Mike. Thank you, Mike. I love it. Causing and creating a future for yourself. That is so powerful. And also... Life and death is the power of its time. So whatever you say, it has life to it. It has life to it. I like that. A decision is where you start. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Really appreciate it. Our next is our keynote speaker. What's my... Our keynote speaker, Manny Blue. Manny, you know, it's always a pleasure to be on a platform with you. Manny Blue is an, an entrepreneur, author, and philanthropist who previously entertained his audience on the stage as a performer, recording artist, has traded in his blue spiked hair and dance moves for a suit and a laptop. Blue finds himself encouraging and motivating his audience to chase their dreams, live their best life, their motivation, but also change their relationship with money and become financial literate. 
Manny Blue is the founder and CEO of Blue Legacy Capital, whose mission is to serve the underdeserved communities when it comes to financial education. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, our keynote speaker, Manny Blue. Hello, everyone. Uh, before I start, I want to I thank everyone that's taking the time to join us today. A big shout out to Gigi, the sponsors, and everyone involved, because I know it takes a lot of time and effort to put an event like this together in, you know, the coordinate everything. I am truly honored to be a part of this. Today, I'm going to talk about creating a new identity. You might have been told or heard that when it comes to confidence, you either have it or you don't. You're either born with it or not. To me, that is one of the biggest lies I've heard. Imagine if I tell you, well, you're either born fit or not. Come on. <laughs> you and I both know that is such a lie, right? If you, if you want to get fit, you have to go to the gym. You have to work out, you know, whether you do it at home or at the gym, perhaps eat a certain way. Uh, but as long as you put in the work, you will get the results that you're looking for, right? And the great thing about confidence is that it's a skill. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what your precept for confidence is. It doesn't matter, you know, what, what, you, what you have endured in the past. Confidence is a skill that you can build using simple, repetitive tasks and thinking tools, right? And when it comes to your confidence, as long as you do your part, just like when you go to the gym, you put in the work, you can build yourself to be the confident person that you want to be. But I believe that you have to create a new identity. And to do that, you have to use your imagination and see your, your future self. The problem is too many adults no longer use their imagination. And because of that, they no longer dream or set bigger goals or, or they can just they get too, too comfortable, too complacent with where they are in life, right? I believe that imagination is the key to dreaming big, to achieving your goals, et cetera. Having a good imagination, refining your skills, picking up new skills, intertwining the both can help you achieve everything that you want, want to do, right? You might be saying to yourself, what does this guy know about confidence? He probably never had issues with his confidence. Well, if I were to tell you that I'm practically an introvert and that I'm pretty shy, you probably wouldn't believe me. But that's how I've been all my life, a very shy individual. I was the type of guy that if I ever attended a party, I'd be the guy in the back of the room or in the corner leaning on the wall as if the wall is going to fall. And when I started in business, I started in network marketing and I hated attending events because once again, I would be the guy in the corner holding the wall. I felt, I felt awkward. You know, I didn't like talking to people. And one thing for sure, I was well acquainted with the wall. And honestly, sometimes I still battle with that from time to time. And when I was younger, I decided that I wanted, you know, when I decided I wanted to pursue a, a musical career, I needed to create a new identity. I imagine myself being that other me. It started with the, I wish I could do this. I wish I could do that. So rather than just wishing, wishing, I started to take action. And that is when I created Blue, right? Before Blue became my legal name, Blue was my alter ego. He was the complete opposite of who I was. But he had to be because another me, another shy person wouldn't be able to get up on stage and, and sing and dance and perform like I did. He was the spiked blue hair rebel dance machine. He definitely was not the guy holding the walls in the back of the room. If you told Blue he couldn't do something, he would prove you wrong by proving to himself that he can. Because in his mind, he knew that he was capable of. And a lot of times, we don't realize that there is so much greatness inside of us. And I know that I was talking on a third-person point of view, so please don't bear, bear with me. But 
the more I thought about the person that I wanted to be, I began to, to go through this metamorphosis, right? I began to inherit the confidence. And when I was told that I couldn't sing because I was vocally challenged, I did not let that stop me. I did everything in my power to get to the point where I can go in the studio and record my vocals. And of course, today, you know, there's quite a bit of vocal enhancements that can be used. But long story short, in 2015, everything came crumbling down for me. Personally, I felt as if I hit a brick wall. I was stuck in life. I was stuck mentally. I was stuck financially. And it caused me to hit a level of depression where I contemplated suicide. My confidence was gone. I was at a, at a stage in my life that not even blue could help me. And I knew who I wanted to be, where I wanted to be. And I knew the life that I wanted and the life that I wanted to provide my family. But I was stuck. I was having an internal battle with myself. And it took a lot of prayers, a lot, lots of prayers to get through that storm. But once I was able to think rationally, I had to take a step back and analyze where I was, how I got there, and what I could do and what I needed to do to change my circumstances, right? It wasn't easy, but I knew that if I continued doing the exact same thing, that I would get the exact same results, right? And then they said that it is said that the definition of insanity, it is doing the exact same thing over and over and over and expecting different results. And those results that I was getting were, were ugly. So I knew that you know, there was an enemy back to square one. So I had to, I had to change that. So not only once that I had to go back and, and, and had to go back and, and create a new identity, I realized that, you know, in life, in different phases of life, different situations, you, it's going to probably require you to, to create a new identity, level up your mindset, right? So I had to go back to my mental drawing board, envision, imagine the person that I wanted to be. Blue got me through the musical phase of my life, but the person that I wanted to be had blues, blues confidence and a strong you know, mindset, but a different energy, a different presence. So I'm gonna share three basic steps that helped me and can help you create that new identity as well. You know, last year I wrote, a, I wrote and self-published my first book, Little Boy Confidence, How to Build Your, your Self-Confidence. And I share these strategies there and what I want to do for everyone that's tuning in tonight, if you go to my website, mannyblue.com, for the next 48 hours, you can download the ebook for free. Just use the code CONFIDENCE22. So I'm going to go over these three steps that help me and maybe can help you as well. And if you want to write them down, that's perfect. Number one, find someone that you admire and aspire to be like. Jot down some of the traits that you admire the most and apply them to yourself. You know, like, like an actor who, who is becoming the character, right? You start acting the part and soon enough, it will become the part, you know, and I actually, I actually use a character from one of my favorite TV shows to help create my new identity. And, and you know, don't worry about where you are right now. It is temporary. So don't focus on where you are right now. Focus on the person that you want to be. Number two, be aware of what goes inside here. What you think about, what you, what you say about yourself, any negative words, any thoughts, negative thoughts, you have to counter that with a positive one. And you want to do that right away, which brings me to uh, uh, step number three, right? Writing down some affirmations and, and reading them out loud every morning and at night. Speak about it in the present moment. Be sure, you know, to download the book so you can, you know, apply the other strategies. Again, mannyblue.com, confident, uh, use code CONFIDENCE22. Ladies and gentlemen, if, if you're going to change your life, you're not going to do it without any training, without making any changes. You have to do things differently. 
At first, it's going to feel a little awkward, and that's okay. But you are at a point in your life where you have to choose to make a decision. This is the time that you would do everything in your power to make your dreams a reality. You have to give yourself permission to do things that you want to do without worrying about what your peers or family are going to say or think about you. Truth be told, you're not always going to look your best. You're not always going to be your best. But that doesn't matter because you will get better and do better as time goes on. The more you do something, the better you get at it. It is time for you to thrive. We were not born to survive. We were born to thrive. You will thrive. It is time for you to make a decision. And what better time than right now, right here? You have to invent that new identity. And, and as you start to become this new version of you, you have to shed some of those limiting beliefs and thoughts. And, and I know that you can clearly see the person that you want to be, right? Because it's, it's right here. And you see it in other people. Well, you have to. You have to cut loose that invisible anchor that is attached to you because that's what's holding you back. But in conclusion, ask yourself, what habits do you need to develop? What mindset do you need to be in? And from now on, reintroduce yourself differently. Carry yourself differently. Again, start, start acting the part. Eventually, you're going to become the part. And please, please do not dare to end this week without taking any action. Thank you. Thank you, Manny. Thank you, Manny. Confidence is a skill you can build. Level up your mindset. I love that. Did you guys write down those three things that he said? Find someone you admire. Two, be aware of what goes inside your mind. Three, affirmations. Thank you so much, Manny, for sharing your story. You guys rock on so many levels. Our next awesome. speaker is Ben Albert. He is the founder and owner, CEO, Ben Burt Marketing, LLC. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Ben Albert. Thank you, doctor. Thank you everyone at home and here today. Um, amazing group. I, I wanna open with transparency. I'm not the most confident man in the world. I'm not the best speaker in the world. I'm not a trained speaker. I still have imposter syndrome sometimes. The beauty is when you do great things when you do noteworthy things you have stuff to talk about so i'm really just going to tell you my story and hopefully we can you know squeeze out some nuggets of wisdom from it so to start ultimately i, I started my entrepreneurship journey during covid in just over a year i actually replaced my sales executive corporate income as an entrepreneur but that didn't happen until I went through a whole phase of being a total freaking mess. COVID hits, I'm furloughed from work. Similar to my father who actually drank himself to death, I started to binge drink. I was drinking a bottle of Jim Beam whiskey every single weekend. And what's hilarious is I was doing things that were great for my mental health, like hiking and writing and reading. And I was taking all this time not being employed to, to do things that lit me up. But at the same time, I was darkening myself with abuse and substances and Netflix and alcohol. Um, not a great place to be. But what I've learned and what I uh, want to talk to you guys about today is how confidence comes from memories of winning confidence comes from memories of winning and what i did when i was in that really really dark dark spot is i stacked a lot of things i loved i loved marketing i came from a marketing firm i loved podcasting i loved sales i loved connecting 
So I decided let's start a business related podcast. Let's start in my hometown of Rochester, New York. And I launched Rochester Business Connections. The first thing I did is I started to reach out to total strangers on LinkedIn. I was a SUNY Brockport alumni. So I thought, let's reach out to other SUNY Brockport alumni. We've got something to talk about right off the bat. Now, I started to gain confidence in myself as an entrepreneur. This is my first entrepreneurial endeavor. I started to gain confidence when I reached out. Hey, want to come on the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. Want to come? Want to come? People loved putting their chips on the little guy because of the vision and dream that I had for the Rochester community and for, honestly, men and women all across the board. My dog's so excited that I'm talking right now. I don't know if you can hear but. Ultimately, confidence comes from memories of winning. So November of 2020, we did a 22 episode launch. That was 22 massive wins. And that comes to one of the two main lessons today. It's learn and surround, and Mandy even just said this, learn and surround yourself with people that are winners, confident men and women that can educate you. So if you start surrounding yourself by winners, take their playbook, copy their playbook, and start to win on their place, then you can go and start making your own place. But surround yourself with winners. Find a peer group that wasn't like the old one that was, you know, binge drinking my party group. And here's the thing. I didn't just put the bottle down and became sober in 48 hours. By getting these short wins, by starting this podcast, by connecting with brilliant people, the alcohol wasn't as sexy anymore. The partying wasn't as fun anymore because I started to level up. The second main point I want to give you guys is to own your morning. And if you can't do that, at least own your night. Um, I don't know if any other speakers are going to talk about morning routines. This is going to be a long pitch on, on morning routines, but it's really simple. If you can gain quick wins early, non-negotiable quick wins, you will create memories of winning when you have harder tasks later in the day. You see yourself as a winner because you held yourself accountable and gained those quick wins. So if you can't do it at morning, you need to do it at night. And here's the thing. There is no specific key. There is no perfect morning routine. There is no key to confidence. It's a combination lock. So everybody's going to put together their own combination that's going to work for them. What works for me is a whole slew of things. And I won't go through every little detail, but I meditate every morning. I do affirmations. I do visualization exercises. I make sure I'm reading. I make sure I keep a gratitude journal. I make sure I'm writing. Every day I write someone down as a person that I want to reach out to. And I make sure I reach out and I make their day. If I can make one person's day better, that's 365 a year. That's thousands and thousands across my lifetime. And I do that every morning so I can gain confidence. Confidence comes from memories of winning. And then even when I struggle throughout the rest of the day, I remember that I am a winner. Um, so guys, you know, Balbert Marketing, but really Real Business Connections is my podcast, realbusinessconnections.com. That tiny little local Rochester-based podcast is now national it's global it's in the top two percent and we have over 200 episodes but it all came from tiny little wins over 200 came from tiny little wins confidence comes from memories of winning thanks for having me guys thank you so thank you. much thank you ben for sharing transparency and learn and surround yourself with people who are winning love it love it love it and we are all the winners on this platform right Yes. I love it. <laughs> Our next speaker.
is Trent Denman. He's a speaker, trainer, and coach. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Trent Denman. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Lakeisha and Gigi and Bieta. Uh, I'm really glad to be here and uh, super excited with all the uh, panelists and all the attendees. So uh, my subject that I was going to talk about today was really all around mindset. Uh, I think that especially as a man in the world that we're in, you know, there's a lot of pressures on us to perform and to do different things. And I believe that confidence is very important, but, you know, really to enable that confidence to come out and to be utilized. I really think that a lot of that stems from really the mentality that you carry. And I know that for me, a lot of my wins over the years have been uh, mental. You know, the mental game is very, very big. And so the last two years have been the two toughest years of my life, but I've really made a lot of strides and a lot of progress as a result of that. So, you know, I had a lot of personal tragedy, uh, which I won't get into today. I, I want to stay on the mindset thing, but really the primary focal point that I really want to focus on when it comes to mindset is what happens when things don't go right. Um, you know, I don't watch the news hardly at all anymore, uh, just because it's all all negative. But uh, you don't need to necessarily watch negative news or those kinds of things to be blindsided by something that really major comes into your life. And so I think the biggest thing that really gave me confidence to move forward in my mindset was just being able to establish for myself a model of winning. So, you know, I had a very powerful coach in my life that really helped me make some breakthroughs and all those kind of things. And now I coach uh, salespeople primarily to make big breakthroughs and to really get through those limiting beliefs. And I think a big thing in my work with clients that I really see is creating that model of winning, that mentality. I think when you see like an NFL game, it was really evident in the playoffs, especially in the AFC side last year, where there were these games that would go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There'd be three or four lead changes right at the very final minutes of the game. And really what it comes down to in that situation where you have talent that is pretty similar uh, in terms of, you know, there's a very small um, difference between the talent. It really, it's the breakthrough mindset that wins a lot of those games. And I find a lot of that in my client work and, you know, just in my life, if I was on the borderline of being able to win and, and suffering a defeat, I think a lot of that was just going back to my mindset, being able to clear my mind, being able to step forward into that, be able to just remember the winning. And so with that mindset comes a lot of inherent dignity, knowing that obviously with God's help, I'm a person of faith. So I, I think that faith definitely plays a role in that. But I think the biggest thing in terms of being able to get my mentality where it needed to be is I needed to know that with God's help and with the help of people around me, but with these two hands that I could, that I could make a difference in my life, that I could succeed. 
And so I think that the challenge that I would have for all the people that are on here looking for encouragement, looking to elevate your performance is to create for yourself a model of winning. So what I'd encourage you to do is just take uh, even a small win, you know, just anywhere in your past and really dwell on that. Whenever you're in that moment of, of difficulty, dwell on that win. Uh, for me, it was a bike race when I was really young. I used to race BMX and I was about 13 years old at the time. And there was a big state championship race. And I just remembered that moment for me was a very clear moment in my you know, 13 years of life up to that point where I had no doubts. I had no imposter syndrome. I walked into that uh, event and by the time that event concluded, I had come out victorious and there was no question in my mind that I was going to win. And so especially fast forward to my recent career success in sales, every time I had a breakthrough uh, record breaking month or a record breaking year, it was always not without challenge. I was always having to work on my mindset, which really drove my confidence that, you know, things aren't going right, but I need to bring myself back to winning again. And I would go back to that race and replay that in my mind because I wanted my body to really feel physiologically the way I felt that day. And, you know, if I was knocked off course, I would just be standing there in that moment and be thinking about, okay, what did it feel like when I was winning? And when I knew that I was unstoppable and that I wasn't going to be deterred and I wasn't going to be denied that victory. And when I would play that back, then I would, I would remember those feelings. They would well up inside me. And then all of a sudden my mindset would be clearer and I go and I'd face the challenge that I'd face. And then I started racking up wins. And then what I would do is I would go to those victories and I would say, okay, you know, I remember not only did I win when I was a kid in that race, but now I'm starting to win in sales. Remember that record-breaking month, Trent, where you push through those limiting beliefs, you push through that failure, you push through that struggle, and you prevailed? Well, I know what that feels like, and it's, you know, <laughs> it reminded me there was a, a Patrick Mahomes playoff game. There was that year that he went to the Super Bowl. It was so funny because uh, there were these memes going around on the internet where, um his wide receiver would be looking at him and they'd, they'd be like painting a picture. Like, imagine this, you know, we're down by three touchdowns with four minutes left and we're going to totally come back and win the game by two points. And it's going to be great. And it's funny because you never want to find yourself in that position because if you're down and things are, are difficult, it's really hard to mount a comeback. But the cool part is if you really formulate your mind to where it's like, okay, I'm down, but I know what it feels like to win. And I know what it feels like when I respond to that. And I think that that would, that would be my challenge. Just create a model for yourself of winning. Because then whenever you're down, whenever you're in that moment where you're like, man, something bad happened, you know, um, 
whether it's you know the loss of a loved one or the loss of a job or having difficulty in that role, uh, having difficulty with friends or family members, uh, it's really important because the responsibility to win and to really carry on and enjoy your life is, is yours and yours alone. And I think that regardless of what happens to us, when we find ourselves in those moments, that mental uh, clarity is very important in creating that model of winning for yourself and being able to get back into the game and make sure that you don't give up. Uh, that really is going to enable you to, to not only harness that, but really power you forward into victory. So create a model of yourself uh, that you're winning and be able to get that mindset clear and then you will step forward and you will be able to get that confidence that you need to be a confident man in the world today. So I thank you very much for your time and it was great being with you. Thank you, Trent. Thank you. Thank you, Trent. I'd like the mental game. Create a model for yourself. And also what happens when things don't go right? I think it depends on what's going on in your life at that time, the way you react to things. <laughs> but I like that question. It had me to think about that. Thank you so much, Trent, for sharing your story. Our next speaker is Chris Salem. Chris is a CEO, executive coach, corporate trainer, keynote speaker, and award-winning author and radio show host. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Chris Salem. Thank you so much, Dr. James. Thank you, Gigi and Beata, for putting this on. This is uh, just a great panel to share our experiences and insights to inspire other men out there that are you know, no matter where they are in their level of confidence that we can only go up. So, I, you know, I was prepared to talk about, you know, the, the power of behavior and the impact on confidence and why that is so important. But before I go into the behavior, I'd like to give a little backstory to talk a little bit about the involvement of my experience with behavior and the impact that it had on confidence and how to sustain that in a positive way moving forward. See, I grew up in a codependent home. I had a mother who was very a wonderful mother, took care of my brother and I, but everything had to be perfect. And what that meant is that if it wasn't perfect, she would go out of her way to do what was necessary to make it perfect. So thus, when I grew up, everything was taken care of. I, if I didn't do it right, it would be taken care of. So it led me down a path of codependency. And then I had a father that was never around. He wasn't at my ball games. He was not at those certain things that every boy aspires to have his father cheering him on in certain situations. So as a, a young man, a young boy growing into a young teenager, I grew up with a, a high level of codependency, meaning that I, I had everything done for me. I didn't have a father that was there. So I was always seeking this validation in other people. I didn't realize it at the time. And I grew up to be a very angry young man as a result of that. And as a result of that codependency, it had a dramatic and negative effect on my behavior. And how did that happen? Well, I was passive, meaning that I would go out of my way to please and enable others to meet their expectations so I could receive their validation because I didn't get that growing up. These are the things that I did in my early adult life. Now, guess when you are trying to please someone, it's never going to be enough. You're never going to realize their expectations and would only leave you feeling more exhausted than you started. Then I was also very aggressive, so passive and aggressive. 
And the aggressive side means that I had that, I was always striving for perfection because I got that from my mother. Those were the limiting beliefs that I developed through my childhood being codependent. And as a result of that, I would put high expectations onto myself and other people. And guess what happens with the expectations? They often go unfulfilled. And as a result of that, I, it would fuel my anger even more. And as a result of it, this had a dramatic negative effect on my confidence. Even though I projected this bravado and this ego that I had my act together on the outside, on the inside, my confidence level was very, very low. Now, as a result of that, I didn't know what to do with it. And it led to 12 years of addiction through alcohol, drugs, sexual addiction. That was the only way that I knew how to escape it. Now, there was a life-changing event that took place, and I won't really have time to explain it here because we only have a short period of time, but it involved when my father had passed away at the age of 56, and it was like he was communicating to me even though he could not talk, and that was the, the, the game-changing moment in my life that I realized that I lived my life from excuses and living, you know, you know, based upon the world was against me and all of these different things, like being a codependent. And I realized at that moment, no matter where my life was at that point, I could only go up. But it was up to me to make that decision to do that. And how I was going to do that was through confidence. So how do you develop your confidence? See, confidence means different things to different people. It's a process. And what that process means is that you're going to go through things, challenges and obstacles and setbacks in life that where life was not kind to you. And, and the things that are necessary in order to that when you start to experience the other side of life, when things are going well, you can be grateful for those setbacks and challenges because they were happening for you and not to you. What I'd like to explain to you is the process of mental toughness and how mental toughness can elevate your level of confidence and dramatically impact your behavior in a positive way. For me, it was understanding that my self-limiting beliefs were leading to those self sabotage behaviors that I, that I exhibited through passive aggressive behavior and how I, I, I could not keep a relationship for the life of me. Now, as a result of learning how to come into the moment, trusting the process of learning that, that in the past and the future, if my mind were in the past and the future, that's where my self-limiting beliefs would take over. Fear thrives in that environment. It creates stress, anxiety, feeling overwhelmed, and I knew there was no way that I was going to be able to raise my level of confidence in a place of being in the past and the future. So I adopted a daily routine, which Ben talked about, you know, meditation, journaling, uh, making my bed, you know, a host of other different things that allowed me to get to the root cause of my self-limiting beliefs. And when I learned how to be present in the moment, I began to realize the power of those self-limiting beliefs over my confidence and my behavior that was pushing people away instead of bringing people to me. I had to clear that, that I had to clean the slate to create a foundation in the moment of learning to detach from expectations tied to outcomes, to learn to be in the moment, trusting the process and allowing the results to be a byproduct of that. Meaning that I focused on what I can control and I let go of everything else. That's called faith. Letting my faith do its part and allowing me to do my part. It's not a one-way street where your faith does everything. Because if that, if you believe that, then it's not going to work. You have to do your part. So I'm going to cover the four corners. I'm going to cover the three cornerstones of mental toughness and how this can dramatically impact your level of confidence. It's learning to control what you can control and learning to let go of what you can control. 
Write this down. There are five things you can control individually as a human being. That is your communication to yourself and other people. It's learning to move away from passive, aggressive, passive, aggressive, which are codependent styles of communication to being assertive, which is interdependent. Interdependent means you are being very uh, specific, clear, and concise to yourself and others, whether if you're the sender or receiver and, and moving away from trying to please and enable people or putting high expectations onto others. It's learning to see who you are at the moment and to be very honest, specific, clear, and concise about it. It's looking at your behavior in the same way, how your behavior can shift away from being passive aggressive in both to being assertive, where you, you approach situations from a place of calmness, peace, joy, even if things are falling apart around you, you see it happening for you, not to you. You can control your attitude, number three. Again, you get to choose your attitude and how you approach situations, see challenges and obstacles as opportunities to grow and expand. We can only grow and expand through challenges and opportunities. You can't grow when everything is going great. It's a blessing, not something that's happening to you. And, not, and number four, we can control our emotions, meaning that whatever the primary emotion is, that you, how you react to a situation, that's natural. If you feel angry, frustrated, disappointment, feel shame or guilt, that's fine. But it's knowing that I could take a deep breath and say to myself, am I going to react from that emotion? Is that going to help what I could control in this situation? No. I'm going to respond, but I'm going to choose to respond from a secondary emotion, which is from a place of calm, place from peace, joy, no matter what, even though something's not working for me. And by doing that, you regain the control over the control you can, letting go of what you can't. Whereas when you're reacting, you're reacting to the situation of the things you can't control. And then I can control my action. I can be laser focused in the moment for each thing that I'm working on at any given time in the moment, I can control that. See, I can't control those same five things in other people. And that's the thing as where confidence lowers itself because we get caught up in the control we can't control. Can't control the weather. Can't control what's going on in my industry. Can't control inflation. And I can't control those five things in other people. But when you can learn to control what you can, letting go of what you can, and learn to commit to your process and to embrace challenges, those are the three things, control, commitment, and uh, challenges. These are the things that go through the process of, tr of trusting what you can control, letting go of what you can, and allowing the results to be a byproduct of your intentions rather than your expectations tied to the outcomes your confidence will go up and change everything in your life and business for the better. Thank you, Chris. Ooh, we Chris, I took a lot of notes. Thank you. Confidence is a process, control, commitment, and challenges. Clear the states, the slate to make a foundation. I love it. And being present in the moment. Thank you so much for sharing Thank your story. You. Our next speaker is Jeff Wickersham. He's a mindset and peak performance coach, speaker, creator of the four-step morning fire mythology, Tony Robbins award winner, king of Sparta master, mastermind, author, and podcast host. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Jeff Wickersham. Thank you, Dr. James. Thank you, Gigi. So I'm going to take a little bit of a different approach. We are actually going to do some exercises. We are going to amp up the energy. So we're going to go through a breathing exercise, and then we're going to amp up the energy because energy is the foundation 
first success and the energy that you bring to everything in your life absolutely matters. It's the number one virtue correlated to success. So we're going to do three breaths in. We're going to breathe in a six count, hold for two, out for seven, little grounding exercise. So let's go ahead and breathe in and hold and then out. Good. Second breath in for six. Hold for two and out for seven. Final breath in for six. Hold for two and out for seven. All right, now that we got grounded, we're going to amp up the energy. I love doing a power boom. I'm going to count down three, two, one. I'm going to yell, pound my chest. My kids and my wife in the other room are going to think I'm nuts crazy, but energy is so important. And three, two, one, and boom, there you go. So energy, it's so important to what we do. If you want confidence, imagine stepping into a meeting. Imagine stepping into a conversation with powerful, positive energy. It's incredibly important if you want confidence. And there are little things that you can do to increase your confidence, increase your energy, right? If you're going to a meeting, do some air squats, drop, do some push-ups. Before I jumped on this conference, I was doing push-ups on the ground because I was amping my natural energy up. There's also a powerful Superman pose that you can do, right? Hands on your hips. If you're watching this, hands on the hip, chest high, looking forward. You do that for two minutes. You change your physiology in your body. Your testosterone goes up 19%. That's your courage vitamin. You want more confidence? You want some courage? Stand there and pose for two minutes. It also drops your cortisol level by 25%. That's the stress vitamin. So you get more courage and you get less stress all by standing there for two minutes in that power pose. Incredibly powerful practice that you can put into place to amp up your energy, amp up your courage, bring that confidence to every interaction. So energy matters and you can do simple, easy things. You don't need equipment. You don't need anything. Exercise is such a incredible magic pill. And if you want to bring more energy to your day, mix it in throughout the day. So that's the first thing I wanted to touch on. Second, repetitions count. I started my podcasting career four years ago. I get paid to speak to companies and corporations. If you would have told me that five years ago, I would have said, you're nuts. I was extremely introverted, but I practiced. I put in the reps over 1,200 podcast episodes. When I started, I sucked. When you start out anything, we have this idea that we're going to be amazing. We're going to knock it out of the park. We see it so many times on social media, the highlight reel of people. You don't understand the amount of reps that are put in over and over and over again. Those repetitions count. Celebrate the repetitions. Celebrate where you're at. Put in those reps over and over and over again. And an amazing thing happens from that practice, from those repetitions. Your confidence, it begins to rise. All of a sudden, you get better. 
You feel that momentum. You feel that progress. You want to have a fulfilling life? Progress is so vitally important. So manage your energy. That is first. Manage your energy in everything you do. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. I got on here and Gigi said, oh, Jeff's here with his amped up energy. I did a workout at 530. I did a 10K at three o'clock. I still have this much energy because I know that's your life force. That's your soul force. And that's that number one virtue correlated to success. So energy matters. Energy is that foundation for success. You're going to stink or suck when you start. That's okay. You started. Celebrate that. Put in the repetitions. Commit to that fully 100% and your confidence will rise. I appreciate you watching. If you want more information about all the things that I do, go out to themorningfire.com. Thank you for having me, ladies. And uh, there you go. Thank you, Jeff. Love the interview. Yes. Thank you, Jeff. Energy is the foundation of to success. Now, I don't know about that Superman stand, but I think I do that Superwoman stand for like two minutes. There you go. You. Yep. Yeah. You got it. And I also like putting those reps over and over again. And that's where the confidence start to build. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. Our next speaker is Peter Lynch. He's empowering entrepreneurs to break through the internal barriers and sell with confidence. Coach, speaker, dad. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Peter Lynch. Thank you for having me. It's exciting to be here. I would say the, uh, you know, confidence, the topic of this talk is face your dragons. Confidence comes from the Latin root of confide, which means understanding or knowledge. So we're talking about self-confidence that has to do with self-knowledge, right? And I can uh, definitely attest that I'm, I'm, you know, as you can see, the way I show up different from everybody else is because I don't really have the understanding of Zoom that everybody else does. So my confidence here is already lacking, but I'm here to talk to you about confidence nonetheless, which is just a great story of my life of just what I've come through to be able to equip me to speak to this topic and to address the topic of face your dragons. Face your dragons because we're all living one life. We have one purpose, we have one call and death is inevitable. And so it becomes the question of when you, when you meet your maker and he asks you, what did you do with the gift that I gave you? Did you become the man I made you to be or did you sacrifice your greatness for complacency, comfort and cowardice? That is the choice we all have. But so many of us live in fear of death and in fear of the dragons that haunt us. Fear of those things within the fears. The fears are our dragons that we all have a choice to either go and face and it's terrifying because the dragon may take you down. But if you don't go face it, what happens is that dragon terrifies everybody else. And that is the choice of manhood and fatherhood that we all have because either we go face our dragons or that dragon haunts our children. And that was the choice I was given when I, when I inherited a great deal of baggage through my legacy, right? That I had a choice to, to come to. What, how will this legacy pass on through me? Do I pass it on to, do I inflict it as a tradition of pain onto my children? Or does it stop with me, which means I turn and face the dragon and it might take me down, but death is inevitable. I would rather die a hero than die a coward, cowering in the hovel waiting and hoping that that thing will pass me by, right? It's like Gandalf on the bridge as he turns to face the Balrog and say, you shall not pass. And the Balrog does take him down through fire and water. 
And that is the experience of our life as we build confidence because confide, meaning to know yourself, which means to face your dragons because they are a part of you. There's something that's reflecting that darkness within you that's there to conquer so that you can become who God made you to be, right? So that you can rise above because the victory is already won. Sin and death are defeated. You are the only one that's left. So it's every man's choice to stand up, to rise to the occasion, right? And, to, and face our dragons. And through facing our dragons is how we build confidence, confide, self-knowledge, self-understanding, right? And when you conquer, you grow your confidence. So there we stack a memory of winning, right? As we lean into it and we can face the dragon, face the shadow, face those parts of ourselves that we're not proud of, that we're afraid of. Right. But when you bring it out, then you become who you're meant to be. It's a process of becoming right. There's this there's this uh, uh, Carl Jung speaks to that the future self reflects upon the present self, which means once again, in the present moment, we are choosing our future identity. These are all themes that have been spoken on by the other excellent gentlemen who are speaking here today. That idea of choosing your future identity, shifting your identity in the now, because the now is the moment when we engage with eternity itself. The now is the moment where we encounter the timeless self and we choose that future self and that future self shapes who we are now. So we have this incredible transcendent moment in this moment right here and now where we have a choice, a decision to make. And as we heard, it starts with a decision. A decide means to cut off. You're cutting off the old way. You're, you're cutting off the dragon. You're cutting off your fears and you're choosing to become who you're meant to be. So that when, you, so when we all face death, we can look back with pride and with courage that we took those courageous steps to choose to, you know, to take, to do the things that, you know, that it's too easy to just let pass by and go, oh, I wonder what would be, I wonder what could be, right? But to step into, step into the power of who you're meant to be. Pain is the path to your power. Right. So the more that we run from the pain, the more we abdicate our power. And so as men, it's time when you want to claim your confidence, the path to confidence lies through power. You want to go there faster. You want to develop your business and everything done. Yeah. Learn more about what I do. Join my mastermind, unshakable.pro. Thanks for having me here. Thanks, Gigi, Beata, Dr. Leticia. It's an honor. Thank you, Peter. Dr. James, you're muted. Sorry, I was muted. I was just talking. Thank you so much, <laughs> Peter, for sharing. Like I said, Zoom is a process, just like confidence. You'll get it the more you continue at it. And then I like that turn and face the dragon. That was so powerful. Thank you so much for sharing. Our next speaker is David Maxwell. Being a man is not a finish line to pass, but an adventure you live every day. David Maxwell coaches men on how to live a life with purpose and passion using his proprietary process. He spent the last 25 years helping young men feel confident in who they are and the decisions they make. He has been speaking in front of small and large audiences for over 30 years and host, this is ironic, you guys, the Confident Men's Podcast, the Confidence Men Podcast on all major podcast platforms. David has a degree in banking and finance and a master's degree in organizational leadership. He was married to his late wife, Angie, for 28 years and has two children. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, David Maxwell. Hey, guys, glad to be here. Um, I want to talk about one of my favorite characters from an anime. I love anime, and his name is Tanjiro, and he's from an anime called Demon Slayer. 
And in that anime, he loses almost all of his family to these zombie-like creatures that they call demons. And so he chooses to go and fight them. He says, I'm going to become a demon slayer. And while he's doing that, he discovers something. He discovers that within himself, there's something called sun breathing. And what that is, is that's a fire that's within him that he can use when he fights. Now, the reason I bring that up, not just because I'm an anime nerd, but I bring it up because I think every man out there has a fire within them. And what is that fire? That fire is passion. Every man out there has a passion within him. And that's the power of his confidence. You see, when you have passion, you help to have confidence. But for the last 50 years, we've seen men taken down. We've seen them attacked through terms like toxic masculinity. We've seen all the sitcoms where all the men are kind of goofy and idiotic. Now, don't get me wrong. Some men are toxic and some men are goofy, but that's not all men. And what's happening is we have a generation of young men who were raised up with either no example or a bad example of what it is to be a man. So they're out there trying to figure out, how do I become a man? What do I do to become a man? How do I become a great man? And here's the deal. Great men are men of passion. Now, what is a great man? What is a man of passion? Well, passion is the combination of purpose and pursuit. You see, when you have a purpose as a man, then you know that you're moving towards something. And you have to understand that a purpose has to be bigger than you. It's got to be something that's worth giving your life to. Because we've seen people who've made themselves their purpose. They become rich. They become famous. They get all these things, but they still have problems with relationships. They still have problems with addictions. Why? Because you cannot be your own purpose. That's a selfishness, and it's a waste of your passion. And when you make yourself your only passion, then you're just turning all that passion inward, and you're going to end up hurting yourself. Because a man who turns his passion inward is a man who'll become a slave of his own appetites. He'll become a slave of, of what he longs for and what he craves. And I've seen men do this. I've seen men say things like, oh, I deserve this. I, I should get this. I have to have this. Or the thing I've heard a lot of men say when they leave their wife and children, I just want to have some fun. You see, passion is there for you to use to make a difference, to have a purpose that's bigger than yourself. And a lot of these men have given up control. They're slaves to their own appetites, and they're using their passion the wrong way. It hurts them, and it also hurts the next generation. And a lot of men out there are, are dads, they're husbands, and they don't know what to do because nobody showed them how to do it. Now, the thing about purpose is it gives us something to pursue. As men, we love to chase after something. We love to go after prizes. We want to get the ribbon. We want to become number one. And it starts at a young age. When my son was six, we did a birthday party for him. And I, I didn't know what to do. So I created this pirate kind of uh, scavenger hunt across the city. I found an old book at a thrift store. I put a map in it. I hid clues around the city. And I brought the book in and acted like someone just left it at the house. And the map fell out. And man, those boys' eyes lit up. They're like, it's a treasure hunt. And what I didn't know was it would be a birthday talked about for years, but every year I had to up the ante all through him growing up because his friends expected a birthday better than that. Why? 
because men love to pursue stuff. We love to go after stuff. And that's just the way we are. And when you have a purpose, then you have something to pursue. And I want to ask you gentlemen tonight, what, what's your purpose? What are you doing to focus your passion? Are all your passions turned inward? Are all your passions about self? I want to challenge you to find a purpose bigger than yourself. Find a purpose that's bigger than you, and you'll discover a passion that will fire up your confidence. Now, Tanjiro in the show begins to grow, begins to develop this sun-breathing power. But here's the kicker with it. It always gets better. His power always gets stronger when he's helping someone else, when he's being selfless, when he's serving others. You see, gentlemen, if you want to be a great man, it doesn't come from you thinking all about me. It doesn't come from you going, oh, I have to be the man. I have to be the number one. It comes from you finding a purpose bigger than yourself. When you choose to serve others, when you choose to make a difference in other people's life, then you're going to walk in a greater confidence because you'll have a natural fire within you. And that passion will empower you to make a difference in other people's lives. Thanks for having me. I appreciate the panel. I'm taking notes because I'm learning a lot. I hope you all have a great night. Thank you, Thank you, David. I don't know if you guys can see it, but I have hearts in my eyes now. You guys are amazing. Thank you guys so much for sharing. And I did take away something from you, David. Purpose has to be bigger than you. I love that. And that is so true. Thank you again for sharing. Our next speaker is... Rogan Stenville, I'm not sure if I pronounced your name correctly, but forgive me if I did not. Um, he's a resourceful military leader, private sector professional, community advocate, and benefactor. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Rogan Stenville. Thank you. And you say my name correctly. Thank you. Very much. Okay, awesome. And, and also, I would like to thank um, Gigi, and uh, forgive me if I said any more, Beata. Very well, thank you. Awesome, thank you very much. Uh, and it's a great honor and uh, a privilege for me to be on this panel. So as we discuss about confident men. My topic today, I will talk about the power of being successful. And if I would like to take a different approach, I like to teach. I'm a learner, but the more I teach and the more I learn. Therefore, I would like to use a PowerPoint so all of us can take some note of what I have to share today. Into your screen. Okay, I I keep the other screen. So one second. Can you guys see my screen now? No. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not really. No. Nope. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I I was doing double screen. I have to kill the other one because it's probably create more trouble. So everybody can see my screen now, right? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Okay. Uh, I would. I would. I want to add just a little bit of my uh, academic background. I graduated from University of North Florida with an MBA 
we take concentration in transportation and logistics. In addition to that, I work at non-profit and for-profit organization. But what's so interesting about my journey is how I start here uh, in 2007 as an international student. And uh, during my journey in the second year, which I was very confident think, okay, I came from, I didn't mention that, I came from Haiti, originally born and raised, and came very confident, okay, my parents planned for me, I'm going to spend four years in the U.S., continue with my education. In the second year, I stopped completely because I wasn't able to continue lack of resources. That's how I learned how to become a resourceful person. I didn't even know that word because, of course, English is not my primary language. I have to happen. All of this thing I have been doing was being a resourceful person. And this helped me to teach a lot of young adults how to create their own opportunity by being a resourceful person. That helped me to create a nonprofit in Florida. And our first project was go to Haiti, open a vocational school, which since 2018 until today, we have over 600 students graduate from many different vocational schools. And today I think it's very important to be confident. We need to know our capacity. Therefore, being confident will teach capacity building. This is one word or two words, actually capacity building. I would, I would, I want you guys to take uh, very close attention to capacity building. So this is our objective. I'm not going to read my screen, but I have it purposefully for you guys to take note. If I say something, you guys couldn't hear me clearly, you, you can take some. But this is the three big topic I, I am going to today. So, as I said, I like to teach, but I know some of you guys may have flashbacks say, oh, oh no, no, because I hate math, especially equation. But I like to develop my models. I like to relate to like math most of the time to, uh, to help teach or to help people create their own model. So you don't have to provide the answer right now. I know some of you already have it. I don't want the answer now. Keep your answer. And then I will ask you when to provide me the answer as I'm going to this. Okay. So what does resourceful mean? For some of us who live in a well-developed country, United States, we don't have lack of resources. We have so many resources. So therefore, sometimes uh, open our fridge. We just, we have too many things. We don't even know what to, it's not because we don't have, but we have too many things. So therefore, talking about resourceful, some people here may say, you're wasting your time because we have too many resources. We don't want to be resourceful. But somehow, COVID-19 teach a lot of us about what resourceful is supposed to be. If somebody didn't learn how to become resourceful during COVID, I don't know when you will learn that. Because a lot of us like have to put our pride away and then to change our the way we, we used to live before. So, um, as you can see, uh, my my most important point here on uh, on this for uh, for um, supporting details on how or what does resourceful mean is the third one the situation no matter what no matter what your situation is you will always find a solution what it means 
like myself, I came here, didn't speak English at all, didn't have no one, and I came here to, for college. When I first start my conversation, I tell people I want to go to college, people start laughing at me because they said, hey, people born and raised here, they can't even go to college, but you barely speak English. What are you talking about? And I said, well, this is a problem here. But guess what? I will solve it. I have to solve this. And like I said today, not only graduate from University of North Florida, but I went to study abroad to University of North Florida to China, studied international business with a focus in import and export. Yes, we can. We can achieve great things. No matter what the problem is, we can find a solution. Move to our next slide. Now, if you have the answer, if anybody have the answer, I don't ask you to say anything, but let's assume you didn't have the answer. So what, what we, we did here, which I said there was two possibilities. It was one plus five plus five equal to 150. If you give that to anyone, they will say, you're crazy, that, that will never happen. Because we, they, everybody at least with some basic algebra, you know, equation means uh, both sides supposed to be equal, right? But one plus five, plus five how that can become 150 that's that's probably how we train our brain train to think like that but my uh let's go back the hint and the question said can you make this equation show by just adding one line that's what my question was you have only one line and this is how we're gonna get into that being resourceful we get one line to solve that I don't tell you anything else but one line. So how we make it work? So you see, when we have that one line, I put my that line right here. I don't know if you guys can see my AQ here. Yes. How that line make my plus 10? Anybody can probably unmute on the panel because I like the interaction. What that one line give me here? 145. Four. Five. And that give you what? 150, right? Is that is that a correct a correct uh, correct so, a solution now? Yes, with one line. And let's go back. One plus five plus five. That's not equal to 150. We put that one line here. It's not. We find a solution with what we have. That's what resource being resourceful is about. So here in the United States, people always lack. People always stack because they say we have lack of the skills. I'm lack of this. They always talk about lack, lack, and then that kill their confidence. When you are a resourceful person, or when you develop what what being resourceful means, that improve your confidence because you know you know what. If there's a problem, I will solve it. It doesn't matter. Is the, there's a problem here? I know I will solve it. And when you have that mindset, you need to know what do I have right now. Don't focus on what you don't have always focus on what you have because here this day men mostly they're always talking about okay i have this car but i want to have another one i want to have another one but how can you use this car now or whatever resource you have today to transform that to get to the next one you have always focus on what you have rather than what you don't have so five things that will help you become a resourceful person i am not going to win everything for you here but one of my most interesting one is know your strengths and weaknesses. 
So, what's so interesting about that? Everybody has strengths and weaknesses. For example, when I first came here, of course, I couldn't speak English very well. But when they put me in the math class, a lot of people tried their best to talk to me. Because I was giving a lot of insight. People say, where this guy came from? I came from Haiti. Do Haiti have school? Do Haiti? I said, I will show you if Haiti has school. No, let's, let's wait for the exam. And then people start collaborating with me. So, of course, by collaborating with them, they helped me with some of my English assignment to sharpen my writing skills. But I helped them with a lot of math because at the end of the day, when we collaborate, when you try to understand my understand me and I try to understand you, we create what we call collaborative creation. And that's why it's so important. So on being resourceful, all of these things I listed here, as you can see my screen, very, very important. And probably the last one I would say that, uh, second one I like uh, very much is welcome your problem and challenges. The more problem you solve, guess what? The more experience you have. Do not scare, do not hide. When people have, some people when they have problem, they have headache, they go sleep. No, when I have problem, actually I welcome problem. I like to welcome them. Some people sometimes take I'm crazy. No, I, because that's how I practice. I practice and then I develop my skills because whenever a problem come, I say, okay, I will find a way to solve you. And then this is how I end up to become like a problem solver. So skills you develop when you become a resourceful person. So these are all the skills you develop. As I said, people, you can take a picture. I'm not going to read them, but this is very important as you become a resourceful person you will no longer take about what you don't have rather what you have and how to leverage your resources so to finish with my presentation i have one last note so to achieve what you want you shouldn't have to rely on the resources you have all the resources you don't have rather focus on your ability to become a social person depends on how you use what you already have. Do not focus on what you don't have. If you have one line and they tell you to solve an equation, see how you can plug that one line and make it work. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you, um, Brogan. You're, that was awesome. And I like no matter what your situation is, you'll always find a solution. Thank you so much for sharing. Now we do have two speakers left. Um, before I introduce our second to the last speaker, I'd like to give a shout out to our sponsors. Ragne Sinikis, she is the founder of World Women's Conference and Awards, Women Entrepreneurs, TV Changemakers Coach and Public Speaker. Michael D. Butler, he is the CEO of Beyond Publishing, Book Publisher, Global Speaker, Media Coach. Danielle Gomez, keynote speaker, corporate trainer, executive coach, confidence architect, and author. Melanie Ake, she is a founder of Everyday Leaders, professional coaching and consulting, a certified John Mesmer team leadership, and my enemy, of course, Dr. Lakeisha James. I am the owner and founder of Designer Events by Lakeisha, and we are located in Atlanta, Georgia. So our next speaker is Kellen Flukinger. 
I always mess up his last name, but please forgive me. It's always a pleasure being on the same platform with you. Here's a suicide by overdose and another attempt crashing a car. Both came from the depths of decade of untreated depression. Kellen now joyfully spends every second of life committed to helping every soul discover and live into their own divine purpose. Kellen is both a life coach and a business coach, but more importantly, he is the ultimate catalyst for personal transformation and helps people craft, create, and live their ultimate life. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome our next speaker, Kellen Flukinger. Flukinger, I think I said that word. Flukinger, it's okay. <laughs> it's all right. I've had uh, Dr. Lakeisha and, and Gigi uh, both on my my podcast. I have a podcast also called Your Ultimate Life. How to create a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy by serving with your divine gifts. And here, my topic is non-toxic masculinity. And I like the fact that our earlier speaker said something about toxic masculinity. Look, we've had ridiculous and terrible examples of masculinity. And in order to give you a picture of where I came from, what Lakeisha said, Dr. Dr. Lakeisha said, it's true. I live every day right now the, a life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. I have zero obligations. I do exactly what I want every day. And at morning tonight, I live completely in the, in the most exciting fun zone that I can possibly live. But you know what? It wasn't like that for, for a long time. I was born and raised in a very religious, abusive home and came away feeling like I wasn't good enough. And I lived that, the discipline I had today would be felony child abuse. So I lived my whole adult life never talking to anyone from 17 to 52. At 52, I had a divine intervention and it was an invitation to change who I was. And I accepted that invitation. I began writing and I began doing other things to, I walked away from the industry I was in. I went from $3,000 a week, a cocaine habit to zero in one day. I mean, that's how strong the invitation was, but what matters is what we do after that. So if you think, okay, where I am now, the reason I'm giving this talk is because I want each of you to know, no matter where you are at this moment, it is never too late to matter and have a big impact as you choose to live and serve with your divine gifts. We are built to love and serve each other. Non-toxic masculinity is leadership with love. During my executive career, I had high-ranking positions in both the United States and Canada, C-suite positions. I spoke around the world, and I looked from the outside like, you know, big this and that. I was a one-name person in my industry, probably because Flukiger is so complicated to pronounce. But I was. And so... I, I lived sort of in that world, and then it all crashed. Not because I got caught, but because I got so, I realized what several speakers have said, I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't doing anything that mattered. Oh, I made all kinds of money and I blah, 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 but it didn't matter. It didn't add one shred of good to the world. And I want you each to do a little exercise with me. Each of you know in your heart that you were born, you were sent here by your creator, by God, with gifts and talents. We all hear that. You know, you have natural gifts and talents. That's what you got when you came here. 
And then you and me, we're going to live a life. And what I want you to imagine is when you leave and you go home to your creator, the only thing you're going to take with you is who you are, what you have made of yourself, not your positions, not your money, not your cash, not your how many people worked for you. The only thing you're going to take, what you make out of those gifts is your gift back to your creator. That's all there is. So what happened after I walked away from the whole industry and millions of dollars of this, that, and the other, I realized three things that I had been missing and that really matter. Number one, I had to learn to love myself. Because regardless of the substance that I was using, my real addiction was to self-loathing. I needed to hate myself. Consequently, I married and divorced three times. I ruined three relationships and all of the rest of the stuff that I heaped on myself because I had to hate myself because I believed I wasn't good enough. And those beliefs, as many have mentioned, are the things that control us. So thing number one, I want you to remember, love yourself. When was the last time you stood in front of the mirror and looked lovingly deep into your soul? and said, I love you, and meant it, and kept at it until your heart was warm with the fire of conviction to spread that love, to serve everyone in your family, in your business, in your neighborhood, in your church, that you touch online. So that's thing number one. Thing number two is we are all built and born to serve. Someone earlier mentioned that when your passion is turned inward, you basically get cancer, cancer of the soul. Okay, we are built to serve others. Our bodies even reward us when we're in service with the release of oxytocin and other feel-good hormones, right? We have a neurotransmitter cocktail that is like exciting when we're in service. So first, love yourself. Second, Everything is about service. The, my business plan is right there on the wall. And it says, I never look for clients. I look for people to love, opportunities to serve, and problems to solve. And that's as true as breathing. The third thing is trust your maker. You were not sent here to fail. My failures were a result of my insistence on running the show. My failures were because I wanted to twist the world and the will of the creator into my own hands. Like, I'm going to do this because I can do it better. And, of course, that's never true. And finally, learning to trust has allowed me things that I could never have imagined. So since that 2007 divine intervention, I've written like 18 books and I don't quite have 1,200 episodes, but I have 700 episodes of the podcast that Gigi and, and Lakeisha have been on. And the whole purpose, I only have one goal. My goal for 2022 is to help 10 million people discover, develop, and serve with their divine gifts. 
And that's a business plan. It's everything because in doing that, I got plenty of clients. I don't even care about that. And you know what happens because I am following these three things? I got a call a week ago from somebody I didn't even know. Because when I made this goal of 10 million people, I wasn't sure how I was going to do it or how to measure it or anything else. But I said, well, I'm just going to do this thing. I get a call from someone who's starting one of these OTT networks who started 12 other networks and sold one of them for 50 or $60 million. She'd been following me on social media, and she said, I want you on my network and offered me some really nice and generous things. The point isn't any of that. The point is she already knew about my goal and she said, yeah, that 10 million, yeah, that's no problem. And so what I wanna share with you is you have infinite power. The stories we tell ourselves are the limitations that we live with. Right? We live in a straitjacket of our own making. And if you make a choice to live into the truth of who you are, who you really are, you can have anything you want. But it doesn't come from having. It comes from who you're being. The two most important things that I've created is one, a statement of being. I call it a PTAC personal truth and commitment. I memorize it. I love it. I massage it. I live by it. It's part of, it is the core of my being. It's a declaration of who I am, not because I need permission, not to impress anybody, but because I said so. The second thing was mentioned earlier, and I want to both support and elaborate a little in that morning ritual. That's a process by which I create myself every day. And my morning ritual is really long, like two and a half hours. But I would no sooner skip that than I would run outside here in Edmonton, Alberta in the winter in minus 40 degrees naked in the snow. Like, it's just not something you do. And so I can promise you right here, right now, that if you connect with the truth of your creation and embrace the gifts and talents which you were given, to complete the mission that you have and you live in the love of service, you will live that life of purpose, prosperity, and joy. And every day you will dance on the table, literally and figuratively, because you are in love with every challenge and opportunity that comes into your life. I know that because of all the people that there ever were, I was most I was the poster boy to be left at the bottom of the canyon. And after 35 years of depression, of addictions, of suicide attempts, and everything else, it has changed so completely that if I don't tell people that story like they never know, except I wrote it in all the books, so it's all there. I want to make you that promise. I want to thank the ladies that put this together because capable, confident, spiritual, 
people, men, grounded in love, who are not shy about making service and love their top priority, are the leaders we need today. Thank you. Thank you, Kellen. Thank you. Thank you. I love your passion. Love your passion. Every time you speak, I just it just does something different to me every time. Thank you so much for sharing. And never too late to matter. I love that. Infinite power. Now, we do have our last speaker, but before then, um, after our last speaker, we're going to have some closing remarks by our co-host, Beata. Did I pronounce it? Beata? Thank you. Well. <laughs> okay, thank you. Myself, and then we'll have some closing remarks from Gigi Sabat. So our last speaker for the event now, Todd has been on a platform with us before. I'm going to try not to butcher your name. Todd Kukan. Perfect. Awesome. Second time to charm. He's a keynote speaker, executive coach, event planner, and leadership expert. Please, um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome our last speaker, Todd Kukan. Are you broken? Are you, are you broken? We've probably all been broken in our lives. Maybe not now. Maybe you're in good shape now. I know I've been broken before. Matter of fact, I've been fired four times in my career. Not proud of it, but it's happened. Having to tell my wife, my kids, my four daughters, my parents, my in-laws about that. It's not fun. It's not easy. There's a Japanese art called kintsugi. And in Japan, when they break a vase or they break a plate, they glue it back together a broken plate or vase, they glue it back together and they put gold dust in the glue. So actually it looks more beautiful than it did before. If you can imagine lines of gold running through a vase. Well, I first, when I first spoke about this in one of my public speaking events, the next morning we went down to breakfast in the hotel and one of the people that was there said, hey, Todd, look what's on the wall. And I saw these different broken plates that had been glued together with this gold dust, this glue with gold dust in it. And I thought, okay, this is, this is a message I need to share. And I got the message from Matthew Kelly. Matthew Kelly's with Anamic Catholic. He wrote a book called Life is Messy. And boy, isn't that the truth? Isn't life messy sometimes? Sometimes we get to be broken. And he asked the question, can something that has been broken be put back together in a way that makes it more beautiful than before. And my contention is yes. So how do you put yourself back together? Well, there's a five-step roadmap for a mind shift that I've talked about. And I'm really on a mission to revolutionize company culture and leadership. That's what I'm all about. And this five-step roadmap can help you put yourself back together. It can help you put your company back together, whatever environment you're in. The first step is your core values. We've all heard about them. They're obviously very foundational to who we are. I mean, after all, they're our core values. Mine are optimism, trust, honesty, enthusiasm, and teamwork. Some of the speakers we have today, you know, they, they're, they're, they're well beyond those terms. They're, they've been fantastic to hear everybody talk today. But those are my core values. The next step is called the wheel of life. And, you know, you hear people talk about the balance of life, like it's a teeter-totter. I don't think it's quite that simple. I actually look at nine different elements that we're trying to balance in our wheel of life to get right. But surrounding those nine elements are our core values. And surrounding all of that, the glue that holds us together with the gold in it is our faith. That's what really can keep us and hold us together 
as we're looking to improve, to enhance, to grow, to get out of this brokenness and put ourselves back together more beautiful than before. The third step is how differences make us better. And differences make us better isn't about how we look on a Zoom call. It's a 90% of what we don't see in people and how there's 8 billion different people in the world and getting those people together, those differences can help us all be better. That's how we become unbroken. The step four is your comfort zone. And this is where risk comes in, in faith versus risk. You have to break out of your comfort zone. Every speaker on this call you've heard from who's spoken, who's broken through their comfort zone, broken through fear and gone into learning and growth. They've taken that risk. They've failed along the way, but they've continued to step and go through their comfort zone. The final step is where you look at start, start moving from the inside out. And what I like to talk about, what I use, the tool I use there in this fifth step of my roadmap is a DISC assessment. Many of you have done personality assessments, but it's a great way to understand more about yourself and your style and then how you fit in with other people and their styles and how their differences can make us all better. How now other people can help us get out of our comfort zone and help us further cement our core values and really help us in our wheel of life and getting balance in who and what we are. I've learned a lot of this through the John Maxwell team. John Maxwell has a great faith. Matter of fact, his Live to Lead event is coming up in October. I'm actually hosting an event, both virtually and live. So maybe today you're like overwhelmed. You've taken some great notes from some great speakers. We're going to hear from Gigi and Beata, Dr. James. It's like, but what, 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 well, let me make, let me simplify it for you, right? What do I do? Let me simplify it for you. A couple of things. First of all, create holy moments. Matthew Kelly just wrote a book about holy moments. Create them. Create holy moments for people. They can be as simple as a thank you, a pat on the back. They can be as, uh, a handwritten note. They can be more sophisticated that, than that. But commit intentional acts of kindness. Be intentional, not random about your acts of kindness. And help other people who may be broken and who need you to help them through your life. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you, Todd. Differences makes us better. I love that. Thank you so much. And we're going to have some closing remarks by our co-host, Beata. Oh, man, I think I have blisters from writing. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, thank you to all of the speakers for your speaking from your heart and sharing your stories. We all need it. And uh, I have a couple thoughts that I want to summarize what you just said. So although self-confidence can mean different things to different people, as Chris Salem said, and the word confidence itself can be exciting and scary at the same, same time, we all want it badly. So what we usually do, we go to the world and try to find it in different people, in products, in titles, jobs. When in reality, confidence is nothing more than believing in yourself and your ability to figure things out no matter what. So where does confidence come from then? Well, confidence partially is a result of the environment that we have grown up in. One of my mentors, Ed Millett, says, most things in life, are cut, not taught. Most 
things in life are caught, not taught. We catch them from those that we are surrounded with. In that case, our confidence first is determined by our parents, teacher, friends, the job we do and the bosses we have. Well, ironically, we learn how to think, how to feel and how to behave from people that often struggled with confidence themselves. And ladies and gentlemen, these lessons impact our perception of the world and what we believe to be true about ourselves for decades. Confidence also, as you all said, is a result of our life experiences and how we have learned to respond to them. It was tough for me when I came to U.S. to respond to anything. I was more reacting, especially when I heard comments like, oh my gosh, how can you make with your broken English in here? Why don't you go back where you came from? I was tough, girl. I came here by myself, but these comments were tough on me. So I had to learn confidence on the go. And I remember hiring a mentor because, you know, hiring mentors like you can really take you far. And I learned quickly that other people's opinions are none of my business. One of the important things that I want to share, I wrote in my journal when I work on my confidence that time with my mentor. I said, I accept who I am. I accept what happened to me, but I refuse to be reduced by it. I will keep trying until I win. So confidence isn't the absence of self-doubt, ladies and gentlemen. It's being willing to try even though you doubt yourself. And I want to leave you with one of my favorite quotes by Mark Victor Hansen. Don't wait until everything is just right. It will never be perfect. Get started now. With each step you take, you will grow stronger and stronger, more and more skilled, more and more confident, and more and more successful. Thank you all. Thank you, Gigi. It's a pleasure to be here. That was awesome, Beata. Um, so you. I just to just say thank you to all the speakers and the sponsors, and of course to Gigi. She's always a phenomenal in bringing us together for the greater good. I want to commend everyone for sharing their story. I know we all go through life and life happens, but of course, building confidence, it doesn't happen overnight. It's a process. And even when I first started out in 2017 as a business owner, I knew my craft, but other people didn't know it. And, you know, when you a approach a client, a potential client, it's like, you know, your craft, but it's like, like a, just something has your tongue, like you really don't know, but you know. And that's where the confidence started kicking. It happens overnight. And five years later, I'm like, I'm more confident than ever because what life takes you through, it builds your confidence. You exude confidence. Even when you're not, when you're unsure, like every time I speak, it's like I get nauseous, like I have like a um, an ego that has to come out. It's like that confidence. No one knows what it takes to build confidence. But as you continue to push through, you will build that confidence. And it's a mindset. 
affirmations, like everyone has said tonight, affirmations, you have to know that you are who you are and you are, you are confident in whatever you do. And remember, it does not happen overnight. So I want to thank each and every speaker for sharing their story. And again, I have hearts in my eyes. You guys are amazing and you guys are the backbone to the world. So again, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. James. And thank you, Beata. And thank you to all of our amazing speakers and our sponsors. I truly appreciate each of you. And thank you all for attending the conference today. Now I wanna congratulate each of you for investing in yourself. And I want to tell you all and support you in regards to continuing to grow and continuing to invest in yourselves. It doesn't just end here, continue to invest in yourselves, continue to grow, continue to learn. Because when you continue to learn, that's when you continue to grow. I truly believe growth is truly the beauty of life. Now, all of these amazing gentlemen who spoke today, they are a testimony how confidence is key. And thank you all for sharing that with us today. And I want to let you all know to never give up on your goals. If you have a goal to build your confidence, it is possible. It is possible. Never give up and keep God first. One of my favorite verses is Joshua 1, 9. Haven't I commanded you be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for your Lord, your God is with you wherever you go. Therefore, if you believe you're alone in your confidence journey, you're not alone. These gentlemen here today are with you. If you're a young gentleman and you need support, these gentlemen are here with you. Your community is there with you. You're not alone. If you're an adult and you need that support and you need help with your confidence, you're not alone. Keep the faith, faith over fear. Write that down, faith over fear, faith over fear. Thank you. And now I'll turn it back over to Dr. James to end our conference off with a prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father, for this day. We thank you, Father, for this day that you've made, and we're exceedingly rejoicing in it, Father. We thank you right now for what you've done on this platform today, Father. We ask that you touch each and every speaker and give them more confidence, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you right now for their story. We thank you for you for sharing. And if they impact one person, they've done their job. We thank you, Father, for the platform that you've given them. We ask for abundance, Father, in the name of Jesus. We thank you right now for everyone that's attached to them. We thank you for everyone that has watched this, this segment today, Father. We thank you for Gigi, Father, for her always changing the world. Father, we thank you right now for the co-host. We thank you for everyone that's been a part of this segment. We give you all the honor, the praise, and the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you all. God bless you and be safe. Thank you. Thank you. Love you all.